0: Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Get Paid for Your Pad. Today's guest is Mr. Landon Wilkinson. He is the one of the founders of Host Share. You probably haven't heard of this yet because it's a very new company, um, so I'm excited to learn more about it. They are in uh, beta mode right now, uh, but be, they're will be they going to be launching soon, and uh, we now have the opportunity to come to use the platform for free as one of the first users, so I'm, I'm excited about that. Lendon, welcome to the show.
0: Hey, thank you, Jasper. S- super excited to be here, honored to be part of the show, been listening for a while. Uh, really uh, enjoy what you do in the space and... Yeah, I'm excited to share about what we're doing and, and maybe how the uh, thinking behind HostShare might be useful for other people as they're looking at kind of the future of the the sharing economy and what that means for short-term rentals and cars and a whole bunch of other stuff.
1: Awesome, yeah. Um, I'm excited to learn more about it. Why don't you give us a quick, uh, a quick um, description of uh, what HostShare is?
0: Yeah, so basically the easiest way to... The one-liner uh, is basically the... It's a platform that allows hosts uh, and owners of short-term rentals to exchange uh, last-minute unbooked nights in exchange for free travel. So, every host that joins, you add your listing, you get 21 nights of free travel. So, three weeks a year. And that goes for any of the properties on the platform. So, um, then everybody shares basically a number of nights that's determined uh, off of their nightly rate. So, the higher the nightly rate, the, the less nights you share, the lower nightly rate, the more nights you're sharing. And so it makes it a very, uh, you know, fair democratic sort of uh, formula. Um, And uh, you can use the hosture calculator on our website to see kind of how many nights you would share if you were to sign up. Um, And basically, the way it works is if, you know, right now, there's about 6 million Airbnb listings, um, and that's not including booking.com and all of these other platforms now that that do similar things. Um, And on average, they're sitting you know, empty about 50% of the time, the average occupancy rate across the platform is about 50%. So when you start running those numbers, like we did in the beginning of HostShare, it was kind of uh, breathtaking when you realize, okay, the average nightly rate is $300. So on an annual basis, that equates to about $330 billion in lost value potential. And so what we thought with HostShare was, well, um, we're all short-term rental owners ourselves. We're, We're interested in uh, traveling, you know, more than we do. Uh, we travel a lot as it is, but it's, uh, you know, how do we how do we take advantage of this asset that we have? And, and this is kind of what the founding basis was for HostShare.
1: Yeah, it's kind of staggering, right? It's like in a in a time where resources are scarce, and like we have to, you know, make use efficiently of our resources, and and you know, housing shortage and and all the stuff. Like it, it, it's kind of shocking to hear. That, you know, 50% of the time, these, these short-term rentals are empty, right? We got to find a way to, to yeah. use this,
0: right? Yeah, yeah my... Mean, that, that logic of like what Uber did 10 years or 15, whatever it was now, you know, they looked at the, the average car owner, you know, how much they're using their car. And I think at the time, I wouldn't get it wrong, it was like 5% of the day or 3% of the day if their car is being used. I'm probably exaggerating, but, um, you know, that premise is what was the founding principle of, of Uber. And, you know, you look at that, that's a big waste for sure, the cars, you know, globally. Um, but, you know, to apply it to short-term rentals, it's an industry that's grown so rapidly. And and particularly in the last five years has gone through these really large growth spurts. Um, and, and I think the timing for host share and companies doing, you know, uh, making better use, there's other companies out there that do uh, home sharing, like, uh, you know, that have been doing this for a while, Home Exchange, you know, these other ones, but there's never been one that does it, uh, which, you know, geared towards short-term rental owners. And so it makes it a lot more simple what we're doing um, for people who own short-term rentals because they're much less likely to be giving up revenue nights in exchange for that value. Whereas all the other ones pretty much are going to be sacrificing dates in the future. Ours is last minute only uh, bookings. And so that's kind of how we're geared strictly for short-term rentals.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I, I remember that statistic too of like a car is only used like ten, five to ten percent of the time, uh, which why, which is why I I don't own a car but I use Turo. Yep. Uh, and Love some people Turo. are saying, yeah, Turo is awesome, and you know some people are saying that in the near future, the uh, there's going to be a number of like self driving cars that are just totally. going to be driving nonstop, and they're going to be so cheap. That it's not even worth getting a car anymore because it's not just the cars are like not being used. It's also like the the cars take up so much space in yep. downtown cities. Yeah. Uh, do Do you have a statistic on that? Like how much how much of of the land in the downtown average American city is used up for parking?
0: I don't know, and I know you know there was obviously um, Turo is uh, is a really good example of of you know th- the same kind of thinking that's propelling uh, or, you know, the foundation of HostShare, um, because I think the asset utilization, I, the concept for HostShare was kind of, uh, my brother and I are both pilots. And so we, we were, uh, for about three years, we've owned a, an airplane together with another guy. And, uh, what's really apparent is that even with all three of us using it, um, there's never once been a crossover where we haven't been able to use it, you know, when we wanted to. And so, you know, the monthly hangar costs, the annual inspection costs, all of these things are split three ways. Um, but the utilization is just as much as you want, you know? And so it, it's, you know, kind of a light bulb for us. It's like, man, how many other things are out there? How many airplanes are sitting in the other hangars around us that aren't getting used? How many boats are sitting in the marinas that aren't getting used because there's just a poor structure for sharing those assets and making, you know, better use of them. Many of them are better off because they're getting used more you know, things that sit, mechanical things that sit are generally, you know, it's almost as bad for them as if they were getting used. And so, it's a, you know, it's a funny thing. We live in this time that, that still is not more widely, you know, um, changing yet.
1: Yeah, you know, you know I, I just spent a couple of years in Panama and and we were f- fortunate enough to have two friends who owned yachts. And yeah. uh, and I, I noticed that, the, you know, they weren't being used very often. And then half of the time when, that we wanted to use it, it was in maintenance, you know, there was something wrong with
0: it. (laughs) Same with airplanes. Somebody told me once, if you want to know what it's like to own a boat, just stand in a cold shower and tear up $100 bills, you know? (laughs) That's hilarious. But yeah, I mean, the same thing. It's, yeah, maintenance and, uh, and, and like a lot of these assets like boats, you know, they're depreciating like or, or RVs are a good example of this, you know. Um, and there are companies now, like RV Share and other ones, that are doing some cool stuff to make, you know, possible to share those assets and, and make an income or you know, return on those investments. But you know, the reality is most RVs don't get worn out. It's not like they're getting used so much that you know they're they're depreciated forcefully or or you know they're they're getting worn out and then you know uh, refurbished or sold or whatever. Most of the time, they just they they just age. You know, they're, they're, it's not like the the cushions are worn out or, you know, the tires are falling off. Or, you know, it's literally they just sit in a lot somewhere until they're no longer useful. And so, you know, you're not really like the rate of depreciation sitting is faster than if you're you're renting it out and, and having it professionally cleaned and, you know, all these things that go into running a business with something like that. And so, anyways, uh, it's I love the thinking that there's so many companies doing, uh, you know, trying to do this. And I think it's, uh, you know, we're just part of that movement.
1: Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I, you know, I remember when I started getting into Airbnb, it was like, I think it was 2011. Like I was, I was, I was obsessed with the sharing economy like, and, and there was all sorts of platforms that were popping up, you know, like, and I thought it was so cool. I actually at some point um, wanted to build my own online marketplace for, uh, I think it was, was it like surf? Oh yeah. Surf instructors. I was like, oh, man, awesome. surf instructors. are So yeah. Well, I was learning. Okay. And, you know, I was trying to find a surf instructor. You go to the school and then they charge you like 60 bucks an hour and the guy right. gets like 15. Yeah. Totally. And I'm like, damn, like, why isn't there an Airbnb for this? Like, <laughs> can't it's I just go on a platform and, and find a, I'm sure there's a local person here Yeah. within totally. five minute walk from here who would be more than happy to take out a surfboard and, and teach me for Absolutely. like 20 bucks an hour. Like, why do I need
0: to pay 60 and, to the school? What right? happened with this platform? I, I'm thinking uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of potential there. I like that.
1: I know, right? But uh, I also realized how much work it would be and how hard it is to create an online marketplace. Yeah, yeah uh, and then I, uh, I decided I was doing too many things at the same time. And right. I was like, I got to focus on one thing. Let me just focus on this Airbnb thing. Everybody knows me because of my book and my podcast. So, like, might as yeah. well just stick with that. But, but yeah, no, I, I love, I love the idea of you know how how do we how can we be more effective and efficient with the resources that we have, whether it's people or assets, right? Yep. Cars, houses, boats. I mean there, and, and, and it's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a topic I'm very passionate about. So let's talk a little, a little bit more about um, host share. One thing that I, I really like about your concept is because I looked at other home sharing platforms before, and I've the first thing that always stuck me was like, well, it's not fair if I have a one-bedroom and and somebody stays in my house for a week and then I I get to stay in somebody's like seven-bedroom villa, you know, on, on the yeah. on the beach. That's not a fair trade, right? So I like that you. It sounds like your your model it it takes that into account.
0: Yeah, I mean, so a lot of times the. It, this might be sort of boring, um but the detail the way it works is we we take an average of all of the listings on the platform, so it's say it's three hundred dollars for an average nightly rate, and so um you, you with everybody getting twenty one nights that's also the average you know uh, that everybody's getting to travel with it and so uh that that twenty one times three hundred dollars is about six thousand dollars in value that that host is contributing to the platform when they join um and so what everybody else that's adding, if their property is a thousand dollars a night, then you basically divide that and it's, you know, they're sharing six nights essentially. And so, that's the way the math works out. If it's a hundred dollars a night, then it's, you know, whatever, a much higher number. Um, and so, uh, that basis of that formula is what... And, and the other side of this too is that if you're booked up like 80-90% or you're very seasonal and, and your your peak seasons are, are experiencing very high occupancy and you never have the opportunity to share or you're, you you know, you're, you're unable to share those nights because you're booked, then there's no obligation. It's really only for, you know, last minute unbooked nights. And so, um, again, that makes it much more uh, easy to digest the idea of of doing this.
1: By the way, do you hear the coyotes in in the background?
0: Yeah. Is that your side? Is that mine?
1: (laughs) That's my side. So we live, we live right next to like a, a forest reserve. (laughs) or whatever it is and the coyotes are are going nuts and they jump over the fence and they they walk around in our area sometimes so
0: (laughs) that's um, funny because i we just we're in the country as well and have the very same thing going on like last night we had the exact same thing happening so i was thinking oh shoot i hope that's not my side
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's so crazy it's so crazy like uh we're we're right on the edge of the of the wild area so like yeah, we get to listen to the yeah. <laughs> like every every single day. So anyway, um, we'll try not to let the coyotes distract us. Um, so another another thing that comes to my mind is um, you were saying like as soon as you sign up for and right now it's in it's in beta mode, right? So if Correct. you go to hostshare.co right now, I just literally just signed up actually. Um Welcome. it's basically we're you know you go on a wait list like and you know the platform's going to launch in a couple of weeks, and then you know we're the first ones to who get to right. experience it right maybe maybe you can share a little bit more about that process
0: yeah so basically what we're doing right now is we're in pre beta and so um we're gonna basically be rolling out um with uh, with a very stripped down version of the site, and then as in the next weeks after that you'll be able to so. Like I, I predict probably the first week or two of October, there's going to be, you know, a functionality of being able to, you know, create your account, get validated on your uh, your identity validation, verification rather. Um, and uh, you'll you'll be able to add your listing. You'll be able to start to, um, uh, you know, update, update your profile picture, all those basic functionalities of having the, the sign in and people who are on the list prior to the launch of the beta, are going to have three months, uh, free 12-month access, you know, no-cost no membership. And so what we're trying to do now is just basically get enough people part of that initial beta to to uh, give us productive feedback and, and understanding, you know, what deficiencies there might be. Um, but then once the beta is live and travel starts to happen, then there will start to be a cost associated. It probably won't be full price until November, December. But part of, you know, I thought might be interesting to your listeners is if, you know, their are access now. They're definitely part of a core team that is going to help us build the build the company in a way. And we have a focus group on Facebook and things that are helping us, you know, further, uh, you know, understand what people are needing from it. And so, um, so yeah, I, I recommend. Like all all that's required is you know you put in your email, your property listing, and a few other sm- you know details, and then your spot is basically reserved on that list, and you'll get an email when you need to create your portal, and you can start you know checking out other properties and things like that.
1: So, so you're saying like once, once the platform's live, we can, we can travel or we can do 21 nights, right? 21 stays or nights, right? Um, does that also depend on like the type of listing that we're staying at?
0: No, so pretty much up to $2,000 a night properties will be on the platform. Um, Above that, you have a different program that's probably going to be in the future, Um, but that's basically the range, you know, zero to $2,000 a night properties you'll be able to. So if you're really opportunistic with how you use HostShare and how you travel, um, it's possible that your membership, uh, you know, you could be staying value of over like $20,000, you know, for, for, you know, if if you're hopping on, we have many homes that are over $1,000 a night. So You know, um, if you're willing to travel last minute and you know try to take advantage of those spots. Granted, they're sharing less nights, so there's a scarcity. You know, the higher the dollar uh, per night, but um, but yeah, it's the other thing that like with host share, I think is going to be interesting is you know because it's five days in advance, it's very last minute travel plans that you're able to uh, to do. But what what I imagine is going to happen is you're you're going to be Say you're you're wanting to get away for the weekend, um, and maybe you typically book in advance. And, you know, say it's Monday, and you're wanting to get away Friday through you know Saturday night or whatever. Um, you know, you're going to have the choice of either I'm going to pay full price through you know one of the major platforms now, or I'll check and see what's around me on HostShare and then make that decision. Okay, well, there's you know six good places to choose from, and if I wait until you know uh, you know five days in advance to book it. Um, it's possible I, I'll just be paying cleaning fees for this weekend's trip, and so I think the travel habits are going to adapt a little bit to the to the mm-hmm. constraints of the platform.
1: Okay, so I'm trying to I'm trying to visualize this in my in my head, right? So I I, I have one of my listings uh, on HostShare, um, and so I'm going to let's say I want to go away. I'm I'm flexible. You know, I want to go. I want to go to right. s- some place next weekend or whatever it is. So I can book it. I just paid a, paid a cleaning fee, right? Yep. Is, are there any other fees associated with, with the booking?
0: No. So um, as long as you're within that five days, it's uh, there's no service fees, no tax. There might be a tax on the cleaning fee, but other than that, um, it's going to be just whatever that direct pass through is. There's no host share platform fee or commission, or there's no taxes because there's no revenue changing hands essentially. So, um, uh, so I think that's another thing that's like, you you've probably experienced this being in short term rentals now for as long as you have, but like the the taxation and the costs for travelers and, and hosts alike for for uh, you know what we do uh, has gotten very expensive, both from Airbnb commissions or platform commissions, um, and uh, and then there's just a lot of uh, municipalities tacking on you know to to get involved in the action, and so this is another way that's sort of a you know, because it's exclusively hosts, and we're all contributing value, but non-monetary essentially, uh, it, it prevents that from being an issue right now.
1: Hmm. Yeah, and it's also you don't have to pay tax on it as exactly. well. Yeah. Right. So, so it's almost like, it's almost like okay, imagine in a, imagine you and I are the only people in the world. We both have one house. Yep. And we want to go on holiday like two weeks a year, right? I could pay you. Let's say I pay you five grand, and I get to stay at your place. You pay me five grand. You get to stay at my place for two yep. weeks. We just swap. Now we have to pay, you know, thousand dollar in Texas on on just the air, you know, Airbnb service fee and like the totally. tot and all all this all this stuff. But now I have to report to an IRS five grand income. Yep. I have to pay tax on that. We might as well just say, hey, why don't you stay at my place for, for, for free? I stay at your place for free. And then we both have our holiday and we don't pay, pay any taxes. And
0: Yeah, and what's makes crazy more sense? Too, like you you hit the nail on the head with that, but I think even like if you take it a step further and this might be, you know, too boring or, or in the weeds, but I also think about, okay, well, that five grand that you're paying, unless it's a business expense is coming with pre-tax dollars. You're, you're traveling with money that's already been taxed by, you know, say you're in the U.S., you know, uh, if you've got $100 in income, you're paying 20 to, you know, 50% of that in taxes in many cases. Um, and so, you think about the cost too to travel is actually, you know, what you're earning, you know, after tax. And so, again, you're just preventing all of that that issue um, from, because, again, you, you might not share any nights. And so, it's all going to be, uh, you know, basically supply demand in, in that regard and, and uh, very hard to put a number on exactly how much is being contributed and and you know shared over the course of a twelve month period? So, yeah, it's exciting.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. Okay, so so now let's say somebody, said, let's say I have a couple nights open on my listing that's connected to HostShare, and somebody books it. Like, how is that? How does that work? Is the booking coming through HostShare?
0: Yeah, so it's going to operate much the same as the platforms you're used to. You'll have you know, your login, your calendar will be basically directly connected to, you know, if you have a channel manager, you can work with that, or we can integrate with, uh, you know, all of the main platforms to sync calendars. And so, the way that you're controlling your calendars off of, you know, your wherever your listings are. So, if you block out the dates on your channel manager or Airbnb, then they're going to show up blocked on on our side uh, with HostShare. Um, And so, that's You're not going to be controlling your calendar on HostShare because it's going to be just, uh, you know, keeping things pretty transparent. And and if if you're not getting revenue from it, then you know uh, that's going to be on, on the Airbnb end or whatever.
1: Got it. So it's essentially it serves it basically serves as just another OTA from from a booking perspective, right? Exactly. Um. Okay. So what if? All right. So one of my units. Is managed by a pro- my man- my property manager. Yep. So um, I'm trying to think through like how does that affect that you know like because my yeah, property brilliant. manager is probably going to bark at me because he's going to be like hey you know I don't, yep. I don't get my fifteen percent but I have to you know do all the work clean him. the apartment and do all you know like
0: so how's, uh, how how do I navigate we have that a structure and I'm really glad you brought that up because it's something that we kind of. Wrestled with for a while, and and I actually had a meeting um, recently with a with a property uh, vacation rental management company, and he was really enthusiastic about Host Share, and he had he actually had the idea. Well, what if we uh, made it possible where the vacation rental management company, for every listing that they add, they are given three days of the twenty one, and so their owners get eighteen days. Um, and they get, you know, the, the three days that they can use for their staff. And since they're technically co-hosts on the listing with those owners, it makes it really, um, kind of a no brainer because, okay, now the, the VRM can offer a, you know, basically a perk to the owners that it sets them apart because now the owners don't feel obligated to travel to just their home. They can go, you know, 22 countries right now and, and growing rapidly, you know, um, and they can make use of, uh, many other homes, uh, and. And so that, that gives them an upper hand on, I think, many you know, uh, other companies. And then the other side of it is they can offer perks to their staff that um, you know, would be very expensive. I mean, if you think about this this uh, one this VRM that I was speaking with had 40 properties. And so that's 120 days if he gets everybody um, in his uh, company, you know, all of his owners to join. It's 120 days of travel that he would have access to with his staff of 10. So you know, uh, <laughs> it makes makes it really compelling for them too to manage a few days for free here and there, um, and then their cleaners and subs still get paid, um, but their staff is getting a you know non monetary reward for that.
1: Mm. Interesting. So you you're saying like in that case, yeah. So that's a good question. Like, so if, what if I have multiple listings, right? So you're saying like each of the staff members could sign up for host share and get their 21 days or uh, would you pull it?
0: Yeah. So basically the the vacation rental manager will add the listing to host share and then he'll invite the owner as a um, Mm co-host and his staff as a co-host. And so the the staff of the VRM is only going to have access to up to three days of travel for every property listed, but the owners have the access to the 18 days. Got it.
1: Oh, okay. So it's per list. So if I list two listings, then I get uh, 42, 42 days. Yeah, exactly.
0: Right on. Uh, we're, we're interested in, I'm excited to see, I'm hopeful that somebody has about, you know, we have many people who have 50 plus listings that have signed up. And I was thinking, you know, how fun it would be if somebody could do, if they add 17 listings, they're basically a full year of, you know, uh, free travel. And so I'd like to see who is the first person to go you know, uh, travel exclusively for a year using HostShare because the other thing too that I didn't say that is relevant is if, if you're in a property, say you book five days and you're there, you can extend it if if it's still available another three days at a time. So, if somebody has, you know, say they're sharing 30 nights that year um, based on the property, you know, you could theoretically stay there a whole month in like a shoulder season if there's no bookings or, or if they're just, you know, experiencing a downturn in, in bookings you know um that could be one guest that stays that entire time assuming that's you know uh, available yeah. in that last five day window or whatever so yeah um so yeah that's how it's kind of worked with multiple listings right now
1: so how do you prevent people from gaming i, I see some my the little devil on my on my shoulder is whispering some some potential <laughs> uh ways to abuse this this platform <laughs> 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 all right so i sign up with a listing uh i take my 21 days and then uh you know uh I, I, I cease to be an Airbnb host. Like block my yep. calendar off. Like how do you prevent people from gaming it?
0: Yeah, so basically um we have controls in place. So if if uh okay, let's in your situation, you sign up, you go out and you travel a bunch. As long you're only able to travel as long as your listing is active for one. So um if you if you uh delist it from the platform, you know, the travel pr- privileges are are denied. But at the same time, if you go out and you travel all of your 21 days, the first month you have host share, and then you take your listing down for the rest of the year, um, that's going to be basically, you're going to have an explanation that's provided that, you know, um, there's going to be an agreement before you list it that this is a 12 month agreement. And so there's those two things in place. And then also if somebody has done this more than once with the property without, you know, um, really compelling information, they won't be allowed access to the platform. So it's there's basically three things that prevent people from doing it. And there's, there was going to be people who do that, but, um, you know, we're going to have margin built in to where that's not going to be, um, something that limits the, the usefulness of the platform to the the majority of people.
1: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure the majority of people aren't going to be as evil as me and think about these (laughs)
0: things. Right. (laughs) Absolutely relevant. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: Sweet. Is there, is there is there something that I don't we haven't talked about yet that you think it's important to mention?
0: Actually, bringing up the vacation rental management companies, um, we're going to be at VRMA, uh, the Conference for Vacation Rental Management Associations International Conference in Orlando uh, towards the end of um, October, and, uh, and so part of what we're doing is really uh, that's in addition to signing up individual hosts with the beta there's essentially another user type that's the v- the vacation rental managers and so that's a separate um kind of application we're only accepting up to 100 companies to do that with currently and so uh so if you are a vrm and you're interested in signing up for HostShare, um you, you know make a note of that so that we can put you down to reach out to once that beta goes live because uh that's going to be a, a little bit of a different onboarding process than the average host
1: mm, okay Makes sense, yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to make it out to the Via Mare. The, you know, the challenges we're we're about to launch our our brand Free World, and uh, we're we're working on a lot of things at the moment. So, um, we'll have see. Have you been we'll see there in the be. past? To I have, yeah, I have, yeah. I mean, it's a lot of fun for sure. Yeah. Like the last time I went was around COVID. Okay. And then you know the world shut down for a while, so as you uh, right. probably noticed <laughs>
0: i did I didn't see that
1: <laughs>
0: um uh. are there any do you have any competitors like is anybody else doing this so there's uh home sharing and home exchanging or home trading um has been around for probably as long as VRBO. I don't know exactly when the first home exchange website because it was acquired and changed names. So, I think it was homeexchange.com is probably one of the, and I could be totally wrong on this, but I think it was one of the original groups um, that was doing this. And, and so, I first learned about them probably five years ago and was was interested and tried to sign up, and, and but then realized that it really wasn't practical for our rentals. And uh, there's really none doing this for short-term rentals and, and catering the experience for short-term rentals. I think I told you on the intro. You know, one thing's really nice is that we've already all created listings. We all have uh, photos and everything. And so, what when you sign up for HostShare, all you're doing is entering a URL, and that pulls all of the data from your listings. So if you have five listings, it'll take you a few minutes to you know copy and paste those URLs and and put all your listings in and then you're we're we're, we're aiming for basically a 24-hour turnaround from the time you sign up to when you can travel. So ID verification, listing addition, you know, all of these things um, happen really quickly and that also is another thing that sets us apart from what other platforms do because typically they're expecting you to share or make a contribution prior to the the using of the platform to travel. And so home exchange you get credits in exchange for, you know, sharing your home and then you use those credits to go travel. And so on and so it makes it a little bit more time prohibitive and and and, uh, time intensive to get really the value out of the platform and we're really trying to make that not an issue you just hop on and go you know you just i want to get to panama this weekend or you know whatever the case may be it's it's very easy to to do that Mm -hmm.
1: what about the the post booking process right so is is that the same kind of as an airbnb you can message the host and you know, automated messages and does it connect to like yeah. a PMS where we can, you know, our, our automated messages are still going out and stuff like that?
0: Definitely. So, um, I would say, so for the beta, it's going to be a little bit stripped down. Um, it's going to be probably uh, a much more humble experience for the first, for the month of October. The messaging mm-hmm. functionality is surprisingly, you'd imagine it'd be a fairly simple thing at this point, but that integrating that within the platform is uh, one of the more complex development tasks. And so we figured that first month, it's going to be a little bit more direct, uh, you know, cell phone and email contact. And then after that first month, it'll be uh, uh, in platform messaging service. And then you can do the automated messaging and all the same, uh, you know, tasks that you want to automate.
1: Okay. Are Are you already integrated with the major PMS systems or is that something that is in the pipeline?
0: Yeah. So, like uh, Logify, um, and you know, our, those those are going to be the most simple to integrate with the the big four um, and the channel managers. But then uh, we'll we'll probably it, when it gets into the more broader, as long as their API is really accessible, it's going to be really easy for us to add people on. If it's mm-hmm. it's a little more in depth, it might take a few weeks or months to to catch up with all of the integrations.
1: Yeah. But then, even if that's not integrated, like we can still use a iCal, yeah, exactly. You know, to make sure we don't get double bookings and stuff.
0: Absolutely, yep.
1: Awesome, man. Well, I'm I'm excited to to use it. I think this is a great uh, solution. So I'm, I'm yeah, I'm definitely excited. Uh, is are you? And you mentioned you're in 22 countries. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, is there going to be enough inventory, or is it mainly going to be? F- focused on certain regions
0: yeah i mean uh so there's there's about 400 hosts that have signed up currently and about 800 properties um represented by those hosts and so uh we are spread out around the world um but uh again i think i made the comment earlier it's like you know host i think is going to be really it's going to have an early adopter group that signs up and, and makes, takes use of it, you know, at this stage. And then when it becomes more of a network effect that, that takes over, um, it's going to be much more accessible for everybody to, you know, use it as a substitute for their normal go-to platforms.
1: Right. Yeah. So, in the beginning, like, people might just travel to a certain destination because there is a whole share there, yeah. right? Um, yeah, that makes sense. That's, I remember when I first signed up for Airbnb, I was kind of doing that too. Yeah. I was yeah, like, I don't same. want to stay at a hotel. So like, oh, let me see if there's some, some cool Airbnbs in this city. Oh, well, yeah. if not, okay, well, let's go somewhere else.
0: <laughs> it's funny. Cause I was just, I just saw something in a box of old stuff. I found where I had a, a couch surfing sticker on my, one of my notebooks from back when I was early, you know, uh, early teen or late teens. And, uh, and it's just interesting to think back through all of the iterations and starting to use Airbnb and learning how you know this was happening and uh, it's just fascinating the industry and I know that you're you're talking about this on a daily basis, but um yeah it's it's fun to see the the evolution of this you know and be part of that in a way
1: yeah, couch surfing them does that still exist <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah, it's crazy I, how i, only- I
0: was- my only experience with couch surfing is I, I live in Washington. I went over to Oregon and I wound up sleeping on the floor with a bunch of cyclists, the other dudes that were, you know, this guy had his house and he just let people crash there. And so it's like me and like four cyclists in the living room of this guy's house. And it was super fun. You know, I made some great, you know, friendships there and stuff. But it's like, yeah, it's totally, a, it's come a long ways. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know, it's so funny. I think the world, the world changes so quickly. Like you have these platforms. And then five years later, you, you think like, wow, it, it feels like Flintstones kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, totally. You know? like- <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, it's such a simple observation that Brian Chesky and, you know, when you look back on it, it's, you know, it, it's, it's a relatively simple concept, but at the time, so many people just couldn't imagine, oh, you're, you're renting out a part of your home or you're rent-, you know, and now it's such an accepted, you know, uh, part of our lives, which is cool.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. In the beginning everybody thought it was a crazy idea. Nobody wanted to invest in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um cool. Um any anything else? Any final final thoughts you want to share?
0: Well, just thank you so much for having me on and and uh anybody who's thinking about signing up with hostshare, I uh feel free to reach out to us. We're a small team based in Washington and, uh, and um, Tennessee. And so it's uh, very accessible. We'd love to hear questions and feedback and please join the Facebook group. We're all kind of active on there. And so um, really trying to grow a, a bit of a community around what we're doing and, and understand what people are, are liking and disliking about what we're doing and hopefully, you know, make those changes as quickly as possible and iterate to be something that you really enjoy and, and use.
1: Right on. And um, can we join that Facebook group or do we have to sign up for the platform first?
0: Um, so if you sign up for the platform, there's a link to it right there on, uh, you know, just click right over to that. You can search on Facebook and request to join and you'll most likely get in if, uh, you know, if it's not spam. So,
1: Got it. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Well, uh, thank you so much lennon for taking the time um and so for everybody who's listening if you want to be one of the early adopters of this new uh way of traveling host share i mean this could be the new airbnb you know like if, if it's small now but like you know who knows in 10 years we'll see uh, but it's hostshare.co. Hostshare.co. that's why you can sign up i i just signed up uh right before we started recording this it takes awesome. a few minutes um, so it's super simple and then uh, you can uh, you know you can use the platform for free and it looks like the annual membership is going to be in $3.95 it says on the website so you can yep. save yourself some money yep. and sign up for hostshare.co well thank awesome.
0: you so much sir appreciate it
1: yeah thanks Landon and uh, thanks to the listeners of course hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll be back soon with another one until then
0: yeah.